Oh, okay, guys. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time. We had some somebody on just like this man who is sitting here in front of you today. Man, I think it's going to be a great interview. We're going to be discussing a lot of great topics, great stuff, because it's just very interesting time that we are having this interview on. If you're watching after this all over, uh, we are talking in a, a coronavirus time and a corona pandemic. So I know we're going to bring you a lot of value, a lot of great information that you're probably going to learn from and implement in your business, your life to make things better for yourself and going further. So let me just introduce you to this phenomenal guest right here sitting in front of you. His name is Chris Pomerloo. He's a co-founder and, and private equity manager of Park Avenue Capital. He uh, supervises the acquisitions of the company. He also directs the overall investment strategies of the company. In addition to the Park Avenue Capital, Chris is an attorney and mediator of Nebraska Legal Group. He has practiced family law exclusively and handled cases throughout Nebraska and Iowa. He is an experienced legislator and a determined advocate for his clients. So, and it's just going to continue, but I'm going to mention some stuff. The rest of the bio is going to be included, uh, as always, in the description. But just to name it, $30 million in assets under management currently. And uh, they're planning to do some phenomenal stuff in upcoming years, which we're going to talk about some goals and stuff. So, yeah, just welcome to the show. And before that, guys, go and check it out, the park appinvesting.com that's park app a v e investing.com and mentor with chris.com as well so just very happy to have you in the show chris and thanks for doing this thank you sir thanks for having me i appreciate it thank you thank you so let's uh let's go into it man because i think i think we're gonna talk some great stuff you know we're gonna discuss what's happening in this pandemic virus there's a lot of uncertainty people are freaking out and you know, like in the States, like I'm not from the States, as, as you guys know, but uh, 22 million people unemployed, that's, that's scary, right? So yeah. like, you know, before we dig in, maybe your story, can you tell like being from there and maybe people are watching from different parts of the world, like, like what people do in this current moment, like, like, how do they plan? Like, what do you do personally yourself? Um, like, do you react? Do you contract? Do you push? Like, what, what is your approach with, with this whole pandemic thing? No, that's a, that's a good question. Um, well, thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of both when it comes to these situations. I think you should always be planning on something happening. You should always be ready for some type of risk. You know, at, at this point in the real estate investing cycle, people were kind of expecting some type of correction in the market anyway. They certainly didn't expect it to be uh, driven by COVID-19, but uh, I think that the people who had done investing or had participating in investing for long enough were at least uh, factored some type of risk mitigation into their approach were kind of ready for a downturn. So I think planning ahead of time is really important, but don't get me wrong. Um, just because you plan on a recession, doesn't necessarily mean you plan on a COVID-19, 22 million uh, people unemployed, yeah. state it, laws. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't written in a worst case scenario, right? No, it was not. It wasn't. And so you, you, you live, you learn, you, you work on it, you adjust. Um, so, you know, I look at it as in just adjusting to it, being prepared for something out of the norm is important but then also taking the right steps while you're in the middle of it is also very important as well. And I think we've done a really good job of it. 
yeah yeah so what what do you recommend for people i mean during this time because again it probably will be different type of advice if a person just lost a job and they're going through that you know period which is you know it's a sad for 22 million just in the states and you know it's probably hundreds of millions all over the world but you know for the person who is maybe not in a bad position and he's like has maybe some you know cash liquid and he you know can make some moves let's say maybe he has a small business or you know what will be your type of advice you know for this type of person like what he should do or maybe what you're seeing your people and friends are doing in the, in this moment you know there's there's a lot of worry out there no matter what you're investing into whether it's just building your own business or whether it's putting money into the stock market people are thinking maybe now is the time to put money in the stock market and of course anybody who's been a part of the real estate investing world knows that as this continues to go down it's a good opportunity to buy so I guess my advice to anybody would be uh, the same way that I would approach mitigating risk as an owner. Uh, I would also approach the investment route for new investors to make sure they know who they're investing with and mm -hmm. they kind of align with the same interests. Yeah, you and I were talking about the show and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, there's, there's an incredible amount of importance to be given to the decision to invest with an individual. Yeah. Um, real estate syndicating, real estate investing is not new and it's become more and more hot, right? So you can probably log on to Google or listen to a handful of podcasts and find a number of people doing six, 7% preferred returns, 8% preferred returns, 12% mm. um, preferred returns. And sometimes you see these things and that's really exciting, but first off, they're only as good as they perform. And yeah. second, you got to make sure you're investing with an individual that you align with. You have to make sure you actually trust the individual. Um, yeah. You can look at it. You can look at an investment opportunity, and on paper it can make sense. But if it's not, if, if the business plan and it's and, and the property isn't managed correctly by the right individuals, that paper doesn't go very far. So my yeah. my suggestion would be that if you're going to invest, whether it's your tenth, hundredth, or first time. You make sure you just get a, a feel for that person. Don't just dissect what they sent you via email. Hop on a phone call with them. Mm -hmm. uh, know, know a li long list of questions that you want to ask them because they're, you're investing your hard-earned money with them. And I think it's incredibly mm -hmm. important that people understand that. Exactly. Well, I don't, I don't think that somebody who is watching right now and maybe they're a syndicator, if they send an email right now, because, I mean, prior to what was going on in the market maybe it was possible you just send an email saying this is this is what you're going to get you know the prep the equity multiple this, this is the terms that you know and people are like yeah no problem i can invest the 50k but now right. it's like well like no because you know right. it's so much uncertainty so you kind of right. have to build a relationship you have to go through back to kind of a basic stuff you well, know, so. and you can ask you can ask questions about what's the business plan now for this property during in the middle of this crisis, and how would yeah. that differ if it was if we were outside of this crisis? Because, like you said, this is not just typical buy it, rehab it, fix it up, raise the rents. That can still happen, and it and it is, and it will, but it may happen slower, or we may have to be a little more uh, aware of make decisions month to month. And just make sure you actually understand the people you're investing with, because yeah. No, you had said that you might receive an email and you like the terms and so you invest. But even then, maybe you've heard that person on a podcast or you've read exactly. their blog or book or something. And that's a decent way to get to know somebody. But that phone call is pretty important too. Yeah, yeah. Because the importance of a thought leadership, 
you probably guys heard that name before, you know, thought leadership and having social media presence. And we spoke before, you know, before the interview part as well, just having that because like you probably had somebody that came across, you know, or had similar situation when an investor comes in, he's willing to invest and is like, okay, I can do that. He's, you know, putting his committed, you know, commitment on the line. And then he's coming back home, doing some due diligence. The person is not on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. He's not there. And he's like, giving the, the call like whoa what you guys hiding for are you you know yeah. so that has to that part has to be done and right now more than so because again everybody's is on social media and um, you know like it, it must be done you know to reach the people right now and again just appears through the noise as we spoke before but before that before we d- dive in into maybe different direction i want to kind of explore where all the real estate experience and all the knowledge you're coming from because I know I read the bio, you said you, you're an um, attorney as well. So if I'm right, yeah? Yeah, I am. That's correct. Yeah. So how did you transition? Because I guess the first, it was the attorney. You, you were the attorney and you still are, right? And you kind of yes. transitioned into real estate. So what, do you, what did you hear? You probably, probably was the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, right? <laughs> right. Probably right. that was involved somewhere yes. in, a, in, a, in a cycle. It probably yeah. was some people, some networking. So maybe you can take us through basically yeah. how did you transition from that to real estate investment? Rich Dad Porta. Everyone's, a lot of people read the Purple Bible and yeah. it's, it certainly gives you some, it gives you a good frame of mindset for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it was, I still practice, I'm, I'm an attorney and I, I practice now um, since uh, I graduated in 2010. So I practiced uh, 10 years now and, you know, what interested me in real estate is just a few years before that, actually, during law schools when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, but it was really hard. Looking back, I could have gotten it done, but at the time, I thought it was hard to actually start investing in the middle of law school, and so I had to wait a little bit. I did some. Uh, I was able to. Um, I was a part of the military for a few years, and then I started investing in 2013 is when we started. Um, I think that what made me really hit it hard in the last three years, actually, that's when we went from just a handful of units up to 600 as a group here, is, um, you know, I, I was doing well in my attorney job, and there are many attorneys, physicians, engineers, small business people, you can make good money, and I was certainly comfortable, but I was quickly realizing that I was trading a lot of my time for that money, and I was working all day, all night, and although I was being taken care of, um, on the back end, building that legacy wealth or building something for my family or building something that's passive that's coming back to me, that wasn't happening because I was only trading my minutes for money. And so it, it was a few years into being an attorney where I realized I need something to supplement this. And that's where throughout that process from 2013 to 2017, we were doing a few homes, uh, each year, but that wasn't really getting the job done. Single family homes, flipping, even, you know, that, that turnaround doesn't happen very much or that return isn't very big. It was then in 2017 and on that we started getting into multifamily because of the ability to scale. So I'm still an attorney, someone I'm passionate about. Uh, a lot of our investors are attorneys or physicians or engineers, or they're able to do the jobs that they want to do during the day, but then they can, they have a good place to place their money with. And that's with us. But that's why I have, now tackled both because I, I like being an attorney. I really do. Uh, certainly the student loans has caused me to continue to want to be an attorney, at least for a little bit. Uh, but there's also something you said about building long-term wealth with real estate. And, and that's just yeah. the best way to do it. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it makes the entire sense. I mean, you, you probably you guys seen a few quotes floating around, namely on Instagram or Facebook, you know, landlords grow rich while they sleep or something like that, you know, cash flow is the king. So it definitely makes the sense, but you know, like still, you know, taking apart like the journey that you took is like what it takes for somebody uh, even to start, like, like where, where do people start? Cause I know maybe some, maybe right now won't be the right time. Cause probably heard some people, Oh, now I'm going to start picking the deals. Cause a, a lot of people are going to maybe going to go on the water and now is the time for me, which is like, it's, it's probably going to be harder to get lending. So the money won't be there if people don't have the track record and you know, that, that could be harder right now. But, uh, like what is, what is the process you get the book? like you get the mentorship because uh, like we spoke about the person that we both know and he's, yes. you know, he does the mentoring and stuff. So I know that's involved. So what is the, what is the pieces that are involved into starting the syndication business? Well, you know, I think constantly educating yourself, whether it's podcasts, audible, listening to books, reading books, of course, reading as many blogs as you can networking. That's tough right now, right? You can't even get out of the house. You can't go meet people. You can't but do this. Yeah, you can do this. And I've yeah. jumped on so many Zoom calls now and I've, I've actually found myself on the phone a lot more than I used to be. Yeah. Just as a way to keep in touch. Keeping in touch is huge. I, yeah. I think that having a mentor is huge. I mean, that you can try to teach yourself everything and I tried to do that for a while and I learned a lot, but I did not learn as much as I could and I certainly didn't learn as much as I did after I got a mentor. Because not only does that mentor help, but then they point you in the right direction of other mentors. And you continue to build on other people's knowledge. And that's really how I would suggest anybody to get started in real estate is continue to network with people, whether it's through phone calls, Zoom calls, emails. Yep. Or, um, and then if you're really serious about having an opportunity to invest in real estate, I think you should find a mentor. There's no question. I think it's important. Yes, that may sound self-serving because, yes, I am a mentor. But it doesn't have to be me. It can be anybody. I would say it a mentor is the same as it is somebody that you would invest with. You have to find yeah. that right connection. You have to find that right fit. And if you're willing to commit, finding the right mentor to lead you in the right direction, that's huge. I think that's really important. If you don't find a mentor, you can still make the right steps as well. That just helps you get there quicker. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, I'd rather pay for somebody no then not pay and pay the bigger price of, you know, wasting time and spending money on the things that I'm not supposed to. Right. So there's that, you know, cause like you probably, the guys we like, I'm just looking and Chris is looking the same, like just to provide value and maybe, you know, we're just bouncing, you know, question to question and it's not flowing, but I just want to touch as many subjects as possible, you know, because whatever you can get the nugget for yourself and kind of, Oh, maybe I need a mentor. Maybe, you know, starting real estate business is not right now. It's not the case for me. So just whatever you can pick from this conversation that we're going to have, you know, and just implement in your life. That's the entire thing of the show, because like, I want you to succeed and probably Chris wants as well. And he can help you through real estate investing, but you know, just take an advice and implement. But first of all, I just want to say, I don't know if that's the influence of, uh, mentoring but what it does but I, I like i just want to touch that because i said i'm gonna you know just say that on an on interview it's, it's it's a little bit stupid but it's again it's all about the small details so i love that when i received the email from chris you know what it said at the, at the bottom sent from my iphone i apologize for any errors and that you know it's it's kind of stupid right like i'm saying this on a podcast but look guys it's a lot is in the details 
And that's what I'm saying right now. You have to, before, remember what you said, like you have to be obsessed about the details and that's how you dif differentiate. Because when I got the email from Chris, I was like, whoa, that, that's something different. That, that means this, this man cares that really, he sends the information and he wanna make sure that's the right information that he's sending. So that's pretty awesome. That's probably, you know, some nuggets yeah. that you got from some, some great people, you know, that you talked before. It is, it's something I learned from somebody else. And, and it really, I'm dictating a lot of these things on the phone. If I'm, if I'm busy, I'm yeah. actually, and it helps me get it done quicker. Sometimes the autocorrect doesn't work or whatever. You're right, that's a, that's a great example. And I want people to know that I care. So I apologize yeah. if there's something that's wrong in the email, but I'm, I'm glad that you saw that. Yeah, yeah, again, it's all about the details. Details do matter. So, you know, it's kind of important, like in this, you know, especially in this moment, people have to be obsessed about the small things that they thought before and maybe they just ignored and kind of, oh, it's not important. Now these things are becoming very important, For you sure. know. So what do you think, like, what's going on with the current real estate market? Like, because uh, like, let's, let's talk about maybe first of all, the deals and the markets that you're investing in. So what are, what are these states and why are you choosing to invest in these states particularly? Yeah, so thanks on that. We're, we're based in Omaha, Nebraska, um, right in the Midwest here. And our right now, our radius, if you will, of where we invest is anywhere within about three, four hours of Omaha. Um, we're, we invest in Omaha, Kansas City, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're into looking into Des Moines. Um, we, we like that for a few reasons. Obviously, we like that we can drive there if we need to. Um, we always do get boots on ground. We're always there looking. But I'm saying if something really was emergency, I could get there. But we also like it because it's relatively safe when it comes to real estate. Um, you know, that's why a lot of these people failed so hard in 2008 and 2009 in Arizona and around the Phoenix area or Vegas is because they're, or in California, they're, they're making these appreciation plays where they're buying something and they're hoping that it just naturally gets uh, higher in value. And if something like this happens, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's just a correction in the market, that comes to a halt or it can go backwards. And so we really like that comfort here. Uh, we love the people in the Midwest, no question. I think that they have a good head on their shoulders. They're kind people. They seem to take care of their, the places they live. And uh, I think that from a security standpoint, I just, people are needing a place to rent. People need a place to stay. And when something like this happens, whether it's a market correction or not, things are moving sideways. We're not seeing big dips. So that's when we kind of stay in this local area here. I think I'm pretty lucky to be born and raised in the Omaha area, so I know the area well. Yeah, but close, also, close to close to Warren Buffett. Yeah, you know uh, that's everybody says that as soon as you say Omaha, you hear you hear yeah. about Warren Buffett right away. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I go to, and uh, there's a I think there's a reason he's been successful too. I don't know how much of it's because he's from Omaha or what, but um, he certainly is an influence on all of us. That's for definitely. Sure. Yeah, he he's a he's a big. I mean, he's one of the biggest players, you know, when it comes to investing in oh, the yeah. world. So definitely that, that probably makes an influence, you know, for sure on, on the area. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So talking about the deal specifically, like, okay, so Omaha, you know, the market, the markets are great. So when it comes to the assets itself, like how big of assets are you picking? Cause again, you currently have 600 units, uh, three, uh, $30 million in the management. So how big are those deals? You know, we're starting now to not go any smaller than 40 to 50 units. Um, mm -hmm. Look, we have everything from single family homes to uh, 87 units right now. Uh, okay. 76, 62, 52. I mean, we're kind of all over the place. And we have some single family homes. Those are things we've had in our portfolio for a little longer. But mm -hmm. um, we like 
to get above the 40 or 50. And that's, again, simply because of scale. If you can think about a single family home, if that goes vacant, you're losing 100% of your money. Well, if yeah. you have 87 units and one goes vacant, yeah. you have a lot of support from the other 86 units. And there's a, there's a range in there, right? Exactly. And we have found and that once you can start getting above the 40 unit mark, uh, you have enough support from the other units to help carry the, the investment on. And, and that's really where we're finding a, a lot of comfort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, one door, I mean, one tenant, he's going to move out and he's not even just going to move out. He's probably move out with a fridge and a TV at the same time because yeah. that, <laughs> that, that does happen, right? So, you know, yeah, it, do, it does make you know sense when it comes to the scale. And like in, in the times like this, I don't know what you're doing currently with collecting rents. Maybe we can talk about that, you know, yeah. for real estate investors who are, you know, watching this right now. But, you know, it's easier to scale. And I mean, you know, if, if occupancy drops, just like right now, there's a certain threshold, let's say, you know, it's at 70% that you okay with paying your, you know, the mortgage and, you know, you're still cash flowing positive until, you know, you, you go less than that. But you know, so talking about the rents, like what's going on currently on your properties? How, like, how do you manage situations? You probably talk with the tenants a lot right now, right? Yeah, we are. I mean, we have a number of property management companies that obviously help us with this, but we're always working with those property management companies to make sure we're speaking with the tenants. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about the, the positive effect on us as owners. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no question that, that real estate offers a great return on your investment. But yeah. one of the things, that's just a financial piece. Um, I've always felt this way, but I, it's never come so clear as it has until now. We have an opportunity to help these people. And we're not just buying four walls and a roof. We are, and we're hoping for a good return. But since the beginning of us investing, we've taken pride in that too, right? We love buying something that needs a little bit of work, but then is something that then those tenants can become uh, happy and proud to live in. Well, that's something we've been doing. That's always been a good feeling. That doesn't really attach to the financial piece. Now that we're in the middle of this COVID-19 thing, it's taken on a whole new position as the owner to now help these people through this hard time. Yeah. Obviously, we have to keep up with our relationship with the banks. We still owe the money to the banks. So mm -hmm. we still need the money from the tenants. But being less strict and working with them, I have one property management company that we work with. In fact, that is actually run by my partner gave out over $8,000 in gift cards just last month alone to try to help our tenants. This is to go out and find food. This is go to, to get anything to help them. Um, this is whether they are paying rent or not. Now they were incentivized to pay rent, they would get more. Uh, but that's still, a, that's a way to help, help them out. Uh, that's still money out of our pocket, but it ends up working financially for us and it also helps the tenants. And yeah. being understanding about that's huge. Being proactive about that's important. Reaching out to the tenants before yeah. they've even uh, perhaps had a problem yeah. and, told, and tell them, look, your rent's still due, but we understand there's an issue. If we need to work out payment plans, we need to work out maybe signing up for a, a new lease for an extended period of time, but yeah. still uh, raising the rent $15 a month. Maybe you can pay us in two months. Just working with them to give them options that's really important for them as well. And actually we've, we've found that that's extremely helpful. We haven't been that affected uh, yet. Um, it's, you know, April 22nd right now. We haven't been affected by the rent collection, so. Yeah, okay. So do, do you offer, um, do, you, do you offer the, the for, forbearance right now on, on some of your uh, properties? 
You mean to the tenants? Yeah, for the tenants, yeah. So if there's a if there's a situation where they can't make their rent, we're working with them and we're not evicting them. Yeah. Um, but if the question is if we're completely just saying, don't worry about any rent at all um, for the next six months, uh, that's not something we have taken on. Yeah. You know, this all started just a, about a month ago and we're working with them, like I said, giving them food vouchers and all everything we can do possible. And if they're, look, and we're not, if there's, look, I have a, an above 50 unit apartment complex that the majority of the, over 90% of people paid, but I have a handful of people that couldn't pay. We just said, look, pay us when you can. Can you pay a little bit by this date? Can you pay a little bit by this date? Hmm. Um, just working with them instead of trying to bring down the hammer yeah. We've seen a huge response in that, and, and yeah. a positive response too. A huge thanks. Oh, de definitely, definitely. And you know, like in these times, you know, like again, I'm not a landlord, so maybe it's easier for me to say because I'm a, like I'm a tenant. Like th th we don't own this stuff, so we we you know we rent. But you know, like from from my perspective, that would be kind of a common sense to kind of you know, talk with the tenants and say, listen, what is your situation? Because maybe not all of them are gonna come up front and say like, listen, I'm broke, like I don't have anything, you know? Right. So it's it's not a nice situation, not, not, not a nice conversation to have, right? It's but tough. It's tough, exactly. But you know, it, it's great that you're still looking, you know, to help people at the end of the day for the business, I think, keeping the tenant, even though he pay whatever, you know, 50%, 40% of the rent, you know, per month, it's still going to be better for the business, for the bottom line, for the NOI, rather than, you know, just kicking the person out, which is, first of all, it's ugly. And second of all, you will have the turnover cost, which is going to be, you have to fix the unit, put it on the market. It's going to be another two, three weeks. You have to advertise, you know, yeah. you, you know, the, the thing. So it's going yeah, to just cost so much in problems and it's, you know, you, you're going to no, get I that. The nasty review in apartments.com, you know, it's, it's just. <laughs> I think you benefit both ways as a as an yeah. owner i mean look you, you, you not only do we have a, an obligation to the banks for the property that we own we have an obligation as syndicators to our investors i can't just say everyone just you're not getting anything for a year just deal with it mm -hmm. um but you can help these people through this uh on a personal level which then not only helps you honestly as a person but it's just the right thing to do but it also helps you um please the tenants and make them proud of where they live and then keeping them around like you said if you upset them they kick a bunch of holes in the wall on the way out they steal the refrigerator like you said and then yeah. you just put somebody on the streets in the middle of a pandemic that's not the right that's not the right look so working with them is it's going to reward the owners in more ways than one no question yeah yeah definitely but it just works when you have you know multiple units if you have a 50 just like yourself if you have a one unit it's like, man, the guy, does, he just doesn't pay me. Like, there is no other tenant. So that's yeah. a problem. So, yeah. you know, talking about still, because, you know, I mentioned before, like, there is people who are still, you know, looking to invest in that time. Because, again, remember that I asked you the question, the way you're looking at the market, are you, you know, proactive? Are you kind of, you know, no, I need to contract and kind of keep, you know, cash on the side until, you know, things are going to clear out. But there's people I know they're looking. They're looking to invest, but maybe the stock market is not the thing that they are after. So when it comes to the real estate, like, can you talk about the people? Because again, I would like, let's say myself, before I would become probably an LP, uh, a GPR probably going to become an LP. Because right. that's, again, that's for somebody is the best way to learn the ins and outs of real estate investing. 
sure. but it's just great to, to get the cash flow, you know, coming in and you don't have to worry about the, you know, management, you know, tenants, toilets, termites, whatever, the, you know, things. <laughs> so, you know, if you just talk about the benefits of somebody who is looking to invest, and again, yeah. guys, we're not going to be pitching you, you know, oh, go and invest, but, you know, there's some really great valuable, you know, things that are involved when it comes to real estate investing. And I know Chris can talk more about that. Of course. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, maybe you can talk about, you know, the benefits when it comes to real estate investing and why, why yeah. is it going to be beneficial for people to well, invest right now? I mean, you had asked the question about some people are waiting. Some people are going football right now. I mean, we're doing a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I completely disagree with, um, let's just hold all the cash we have now from an investor standpoint. Let's hold all the cash we have now. Let's wait until four or five months from now and try to really take advantage of, of a even more down market. Now, are we doing that on the side? Of course we are. We're always preparing for the next opportunity. But in my opinion as an investor, it's already come. Uh, we may see higher discounts. We, we may. But the negotiation abilities right now from a buyer standpoint are something unseen for years. Already, we're getting properties under contract now with terms that are so friendly to us as owners, as opposed to the sellers. For the last few years, sellers could just do whatever they wanted to. They could list a property online here. The going rate cap rate in the area here was around 6% for the last year or so. People started listing it for like four and a half, five percent and they would just openly say, yeah, we know it doesn't make any money, but someone's going to buy it. They can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has to make sense on a, on a bottom line. It has to make sense on a, on a, on a T12. Yeah, on a, yeah. They didn't have to, though. They didn't yeah. have to for a little bit. So we're already starting to see that that doesn't make sense. The terms we're getting right now, um, we're setting closing out 120 days from now. Due diligence of 90 days. That gives us time to not only get a feel for the property, but also yeah. to see what happens at the market, right? We don't know where everything's going to go. Let's make sure we're comfortable with that. Yeah. We're also doing things that we are making it mandatory to where for 30 days before close, they have to have 90% uh, economic occupancy of the property. So that means they need to collect 90% of their rents if we're going to buy it in that last month. Now, it, that may be hard to do. I don't know. Hopefully, we're on the way up in four months. However, that protects us as the buyers and I'm doing that right now. So if mm -hmm. we're able to get that property four months from now under those terms, it's over 90%, uh, we're underwriting these things at like 80, 85% occupancy anyway. Mm -hmm. So those are the ways to protect ourselves in ways that we never would have been able to do. And I wanna take advantage of that right now. People who are selling large properties right now, they know that they kinda of need to get rid of some things right now. It could get even worse. Yeah. And if I had to pay a little bit more than I would six months from now, if I get the exact right terms that I want, the terms are the most safe for us as investors, whether that's occupancy, whether that's extremely low amount of money down, whether that's, you know, whatever that is, we're doing that right now. So the answer to your question is it depends. I don't want to say, make sure you're only waiting. I don't want to make sure buy it all right now. I just want to say, be smart about it. Don't time the market and just make a decision. And we're, we're still buying right now. Yeah. Yeah. So from, from a passive investor side, cause you know, cause, cause uh, that was kind of my initial question, but I'm very happy that you go went through, you know, the, the GP part, why are you still buying and you're looking at deals? Cause now it's a, again, great time, like for you, because you have the right people around you, the right team and you're in the right zone right now. You're thinking like, listen, I know my market, like, like we have the lenders, we have the people like, 
you, you have everything in line and you're ready for, you know, to pull the trigger to, to acquire deals, but maybe somebody's not, well, you know, that those things happen. So you, that means you just have to always be prepared. And again, that's, that's coming back into, you know, education, mentorships, and just, you know, having, having the right team on your side. But, you know, for the, for the partners, like limited partners who want to invest in the deals, and maybe they're not sure about the job security, maybe it's going to go away, maybe the company is going to shut down in the future, and maybe they're going to say, like, listen, we're just going to the east, or it's going to be remote work or whatever, and they, they feel kind of shaky, like, they don't know if they're going to get, you know, the money from the government or, you know, if the money in a, you know, 401k or the IRA even going to be there. So, yeah. and maybe they're looking to invest, like, can you talk about them, you know, kind of make them comfortable with, you know, the whole idea of investing into real estate? I think that, and not to regurgitate what we talked about earlier, but before we get into the real estate portion, it still is feeling comfortable who you're investing with. No, yeah. you need to make sure that you're speaking with these people and you feel comfortable, whoever the investor, whoever the owner is, whoever the GP is, make sure you have the same interests aligned. But um, right now, I think it's an unbelievable opportunity to get into real estate. First off, um, you're not going to see the value of your real estate drop 30% like the market just did. You're not going to see that in that short amount of time. You're also never going to buy a piece of real estate and have it go down to zero in 90 days, which happens all the time. It'll never not be worth it. And I think the nature of real estate actually is it's kind of built in um, against a, a hyper reaction to what's going on. You see, COVID-19 happens and people get worried about the cruise lines or they get worried about transportation getting shut down and they sell their stock. And maybe you yourself know that it's gonna come back around, I'll just wait it out. But if they got hyper reactive and they sold their stock, now your stock's worth less. And you can't do that in real estate. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing and you have to kind of game play this out and know that you're in it for the long run. Now, when I say long run, I'm not talking about if you're 30 years old, that 35 years from now, when you can cash out your 401k, that's when you get your money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying three, five, seven, 10 years, know that you're going to, you, it's built in. If you're running these projections conservatively, and, and which is what you should do, um, you have that built-in risk mitigation. And so I'd say to anybody who's going to invest right now, just make sure, A, feel comfortable with who you're investing with, but B, know that real estate's the right route to take. People will always need a place to live. And if the, yeah. if the economy's going to be affected right now with people losing their jobs, do you think people are going to qualify to buy homes? Probably not. Not as much as they used to. Will they yeah. need a place to rent? Yeah, they will. And so now my place is available for rent. We're working with people. They're the words out now that we're not bringing down the hammer, that we're offering this, that we're not too strict, but we're, you're still expected to partake. But that setting that precedent up front is, is, is a good way to make sure that your, your business plan continues to get carried out. So as a passive investor, I'd make sure that the person you're investing with, not only you like who they are, not only that you, your interests are aligned, but also that you like their approach. I mean, if you, if you have someone saying, uh, yeah, give me your money, I'll give you a good return, and I might kick a bunch of people out, and that's all I want to do. Look, there's nothing wrong with that if you agree with that approach, but if you're trying to make money while at the same time as helping people, make sure that your GP's on that same page. Like, we, we connected back and forth, you know, like, and I know, like, for me, like, looking at you, and for, for people who are watching, he's going to be like, oh, Martin, he's just pitching his way through and, you know, go, like, go and invest with Chris. No, but look, if, if you just take some time and actually go and connect with people, and we're going to give, you know, social media channels for people to go and follow you and connect with you, because that's what it takes, you know? 
just yeah. jump on a Zoom call and talk with the people, say, ask a bunch of questions. It's like, same here on the podcast, you know, I'm just willing to know. I, ju I just want Chris to open up just to, you know, show like who he is, the way he approaches things and what he does currently, the way he's going to be approaching things in the future, which I, I would love to talk about the goals that you have, of course, for, for this year and next year. Maybe yeah. they're changed a little bit. But just have those conversations, you know, ask tough questions, you know, and, and just look, because I think, I think real estate investing should become and hopefully will become, uh, you know, first place after, after the, the, the stock market. So because it, it's just ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to invest in the stocks. You, you cannot control anything. And I, like, unless you're, you know, I know people who are doing that successfully, you know, day trading, but it's a job. It's a job. Yeah, and if you have a full-time job, you, you, you probably cannot get another full-time job. Right. No, it's a full-time job. And there's, there's yeah. more than one way to make money in real estate. You're making, yeah. way, you're making money four ways. Whereas if you're, if you're trading stocks or if you're investing in your 401k, you're putting your money in, you're hoping that it grows. Uh, if you're looking at real estate, you're making money in four different ways. You're getting the cash flow. Your mm -hmm. tenants are now paying down the, the debt on the property. So, so they're giving you more and more equity. The, the property's appreciating. It's just getting higher in value throughout the years. Sometimes it pauses, but it typically for a multifamily, it won't, you won't lose a lot. And then the fourth way is the, the tax code. I mean, there are so many tax advantages to, take, to, to, to use uh, when you're investing in real estate. None of these can you take advantage of in the market. Exactly. It, it's, look, the, the rules, like it, you read the rich dad, poor dad. So you know. So when, like if you guys who are watching this, please leave a comment if you read, if you read the rich dad, poor dad. If, if you read it, you know what I'm about to say it right now. Because the tax code is made for the rich. It is not made for the working class people. If you want to take advantage of the tax code, you have to have a big business. And I'm talking about big business, you know, like maybe not like Amazon, you know, but big business. Or you have to be in real estate. You know, that, that's the, so what's the quickest way? Who's going to build the next Facebook or Amazon? I mean, you know, we can watch YouTube videos all day, get motivated and stuff. But, you know, there's, you know, maybe it's not the right time to do that right now. And maybe, you know, real estate could be the answer because and that, that's why I want you to, to be on the show just to explain people that, you know, it, there's a lot of uncertainty and maybe they need to start looking for another, you know, income sources, which if they're focused, if they're, you know, a vice president, you know, or they're doing sales in a company and that's what they do and they have no other skills beside that, it's going to be tough. But maybe they have some, you know, liquid cash sitting around, you know, it's sitting in a, in a stock market, maybe, you know, or just in a bank that doesn't pay anything. So they should start looking because who knows where is that going to go and how long is this, you know, virus is going to be on. And, you know, because people are saying like it's 18 months, it's some crazy numbers. But it's it changes every day. Yeah, look, yeah. What if you started, what if you had already been a passive investor for a year and let's say you had put in enough money. Up until March, you had put in enough money where you were making $750,000, $1,500 a month in passive income. And then you lost your job during COVID-19. Obviously, that's a terrible situation. But mm -hmm. guess what's still coming? That $1,500 check. Yeah. It's still so to coming. Get it, so sorry for, for interrupting. So for the people to, to clear this out, like to, to get the $1,500 because they think, okay, $1,500, if, if my rent, let's say $800, i am living, you know, not in the city center so 800 so i still have 700 left over so that's okay for the for the food and you know expenses so how much they should invest in a deal to get this 1500 
you know, that's, that's obviously contingent upon the deal, but let's just, let's just call it at its, what most would say is a bare bones. Let's just say it's the preferred return, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, it, it's not common that people would ever invest in something and say, here's my preferred return and I'm never going to get more than that. Unless of course, unless of course it's extremely high, but let's just say it's 7%. If you invest $100,000, then you, you'll make $7,000 a year in passive income. Uh, if you look at that, that's $583 a month. Okay. So yeah. that's just the preferred return. That's not even counting the money you'll make if it goes to 8% or 9% or 10%. That's not counting the larger chunk you'll make on the back end if you sell the property. That's yeah. not counting what happens if you add $100,000 in the deal and then two years after owning it, you refinance the property. Mm-hmm. You're still the owner, but you've got all $100,000 back. And now because of the new debt, you're making $350 a month, but you yeah. have $100,000 in your pocket and you're still getting $350 a month and you haven't done anything with that. You haven't put any money in. That's an infinite amount of money. into re- That's an infinite return, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, please, yeah. No, I mean, that, so just the 7% would be 583000 uh, $583 a month. People put in 50, people put in 25, people put in 500. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's a lot quicker to get there. Yeah. Um, it depends on what the minimums are, but that's just at the 7%. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Uh, and, on the, yeah. and the chance to refinance on the back end or sell on the back end, uh, know that you've made that money tax-free, most likely. Here's my disclaimer. I'm not a CPA, but obviously we've yeah. done this so much. I, my real estate companies make negative dollars every year. That's because of the yeah. tax. They should yeah. if you're doing it Yeah, appreci- the appreciation, depreciation, the 1031 going to another deal. Yeah, it's... So if you make $583 a month, that's worth exactly $583 a month. If you go out and you get a job and you make $583 a month, you're only going to make about 70% of that, 65% after state taxes. So it's not even apples to apples that way either. So that's a very smart way to look at it. If you can do the bare bones of 7%, you're getting $583 back a month if you put in $100,000. Not everybody can put in $100,000. Some people want to start off at $25,000. A lot of people use their IRAs. Yeah. they feel a lot more comfortable if they took money that they've been building it up for the last five or 10 years. And you can actually, we work with different uh, IRA companies that actually help you invest that straight into the stuff that we do. And that way you'll see a much better return. <laughs> and yeah. um, I, I think it's just important to keep in mind that there are things outside of the market and there are much better things outside of the market. And, I, and, I, and I'll stand by that all day. You said earlier, you don't want this to sound like a pitch fest. I don't care if someone invests with me or not. My family, my friends, everybody, they all invest with us, of course. Yeah. But they're probably, they'd probably tell you, this guy talks about real estate all the time. It's because I, I just love it so much. I just, when yeah. something's working and it's helping your family and it's helping your friends, it's hard to stop talking about it. So whether it's me or whether it's investing with person A, B, or C, or coaching with whomever you want to coach with, I stand by those concepts all day. Yeah. I see that. I see that, man. You don't have to tell me that. People, people see that. The, the passion is coming out of your face. So that, <laughs> that's good. You have to be passionate. Like you have to be passionate. Like how are you going to execute the business plan successfully? Because like I know, like if people would know the people that you're rolling with, they will be like, "Whoa, let's get this thing going." 
but I'm just I'm just asking the questions kind of from a selfish standpoint because again I'm saying like saying you know the pitch fest whatever look yeah. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you're going to be good and the people that are around you who are invested are going to be good but I'm just excited for me because I know like one day we because again we, it's all about expanding business right now in this moment right. so we're definitely going to invest once we're going to have this you know passive you know thing coming in and it's going to be so much that we can like drop the money in real estate we're not going to even feel it but it's just a great thing because I'm listening. I'm like, man, I can't wait. Right. Because it, it's a great thing. Like I seen, I remember seeing this video of a guy uh, who, who's actually very famous, like pr probably know who the guy is, he, GC. And um, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the guy who, Ryan, he in, invests with him passively. And I remember the guy uh, invested with him, I think that was like 500K or, or something, maybe less, maybe less. I, I think that was less, 300K. And basically the deal, he saw the deal, he, he invested, he did 30, 1031 for, you know, two, three, I think four times. And the guy received the check at the end, he showed the check like it was on a, on a YouTube. I think I saw that very long ago. He saw, he showed the check, it was like $1.3 million. And it was like, man, I became a millionaire, man. And, and he just, full-time job, he worked, he did real estate, whatever, you know, and he's just like showing the like 1.3 million. Cause that's what's possible with real estate. I mean. Is that possible with, with business? You know, yes, of course, but it maybe it takes longer and you have to work your ass like every day. Yeah. And in there, like you, you just invest the money. So that, that's what I love about real estate. Cause you know, it, it just has so many advantages and you know, look at the, all the, look, look at the, look at the Amazon. They, they own so much land. They're buying yeah. stuff around and you know, cause they understand the game. Same as, as, as yeah. the, you know, Warren with all of them. Exactly, exactly. So it's just awesome, man. I, I love talking with you and probably we can we can uh, touch a lot of stuff here and we kind of, you know, scatter the love of the place, but that's, that's the way sometimes it goes. That's fine, I, I love it. I, I know, man, you can give, I, I sense that you can give so much, so much value to the people. I know you're a go-giver, definitely, and you see that. Thanks. So maybe you can just share uh, with people the social media channels that they can go and reach out to you and just ask yeah. a bunch, bunch of questions about investing. I appreciate that. I mean, you can reach me on email at Chris, uh, Chris at parkavinvesting.com. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I do suggest, uh, it's funny you bring that up. I'm, I'm really passionate about making sure you find the right partner. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you're doing this in real estate investing. I mean, there are questions you should ask the people who are mowing your lawn. There are people, there are questions you should ask people who are watching your kids. So we actually have provided a, a special uh, free report at partneringchecklist.com. It's just a list of things people can read through that you should ask anybody you're looking to do deals with. And it, it, it could be real estate. It could be invest stocks with. It could be to have take over your social media business. It could be anything. This is a list of questions that we stand by that I think we'll be happy to answer. And anybody should be happy to answer if you're looking to invest with them. And then the second, uh, well, I guess the fourth way would be to get a hold of me through uh, mentorwithchris.com. If you're ever interested in any of that, anything like that, whether it's helping you grow your real estate business, um, the personal foundational level, uh, I'm happy to help. I'm a huge supporter of it. I myself have my own mentors that I've paid for that I would that I will continue to do. I'm a huge proponent of it. And if yeah. it's not me, find somebody because they're going to help you. If you're crazy if you think you do it all on your own. And if you do think you're on your own, best of luck. But uh, if, if you want to make yeah. quick gains and, and be the best you possibly can be, and as a mentor of mine said, if you want to turn decades into days, learn what the people before you have done, the success leaves a trail, and follow it. 
get a mentor and, and, and get a hold of somebody who you, who you trust and partner with them, pick their brain, help them help you and keep kicking tush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that, that's a great ending. I'm not good at wrapping, wrapping interviews up, but that's a great <laughs> ending. So thank you for that. You, you, yeah, you no did me a favor here. So guys, again, go and check it out. All the links for the, you know, his social media platforms, the Facebooks, LinkedIn, everything, you know, is going to be there. The apartment form, whatever the thing is going to be there as well. Checklist at partneringchecklist.com. Partneringchecklist.com. So that's included in the link down below. Yeah, so go, 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 go there, you know, and grab some stuff out, you know, go and implement because it's all about helping you guys out in this, you know, uncertain, crazy, you know, time, which is as you see over here, you know, like you get people like Chris who are just, you know, pushing things and just moving forward even during this time. So, you know, like don't sit around, you know, at home and it's like, oh, it's the time to relax or just, you know, things are going to, the government is going to take care of me. Like you, you need to start, you know, working on your own, you know, things and think like what's going to happen how should i protect myself and my family and people who are around me so you know guys do great do good so we had a phenomenal interview again i appreciate the time chris uh, all the links down below and uh, guys as always you know what to do subscribe to the channel click the like if you enjoyed it share with people to make sure that they get this great message you know about real estate investing uh and i'll see you on the next episode thank you guys